Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How we doing? Ah, oh, there it is. The fucking sweet vocal stylings of Todd Royce. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Awesome. Let me make sure I'm not fucking up. Good, good. All right. Um, Your video does not look good. I will say that, but it doesn't really matter. Are you sure it's not just me? It's crystal oh, clear. Oh, this is the new computer. No, it's not. This is the work computer. What? Well, I still have my work computer uh, plugged into the office here for the office. What are you doing with the, so, the new computer? Uh, the new computer is out in the living room. The wife's taking it because she's editing our vlog. Oh, this is on the podcast, just so you know. So, oh, well. Yeah, no, I, I, we're going to have a vlog out sometime this week on my YouTube channel. Everyone should check it out. Um, all right. So let's. I'm going to try to do an intro at the beginning of these sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to do it right now. So okay. uh, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. I'm Casey McLean. Uh, <clears throat> guest today's Todd Royce. I am going to be at Smeed's Pub in Washougal, Washington. Uh, June 17th, headlining with my buddies Greg Beachler and Kevin Eggleston. June 24th through 26th, that will be in order. I'm not sure exactly where the venues are in Spokane, Lewiston, Idaho, and then Spokane Valley. And then on uh, Saturday or Sunday, the 27th of June, I will be on Tacoma Comedy Club's brunch show and then headlining Tacoma Comedy Club with one Todd Royce. I'm glad I finally made one of them. Hey, we're going to talk a lot about one that you made it onto. I know. No, no, no. I, I know. Uh, what's the so? What happens when you say that you don't know where the venue is in those three cities, but you know you're going to be there? It's on my website. Uh, for oh, you just don't know now. I thought you meant you know, like you don't know at all. Yeah, one is like one is like um, a hotel. First off, uh, the the amount of reach this podcast has isn't going to make a dent in the ticket sales. Um, but also the guy, the guy producing the shows is a good promoter and all that. So nice. Very cool. Worry about it too much. Um, yeah, but on the rare, you know, on the rare chance that someone that listens to this wanted to also connect that to watching me do stand up. Um, are you com slash calendar? Are you doing those shows with Gabe or no? Are I'm they... headlining them? Oh, nice! Very cool. All the ones that I mentioned, I'm headlining. 
I don't know if that's going to be like, I just have a bunch of headlining shows this month. I probably will still promote shows that I'm opening for people. Man, you're just, you're a headliner now. I mean, this is how many, how many this month? Seven, I think seven shows this month. Done two already. Look at you. That's insane. That's great. I'm huge. I'm a big deal. I have a headlining show coming up. How many hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers would, or TikTok followers would you trade for one headlining gig? <laughs> well, I'm headlining a uh, uh, flying boots Ravana this Sunday. How much time are you in doing? Seattle? Doing thirty. Oh, okay. Or as much time as I want, minimum of thirty. They're calling it a headlining spot, and I am too. <laughs> So you're doing twenty nine fifty eight. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you have? Any other? We well, we have a date in July that's coming up also together in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Two to yep. two dates together uh, at Improv Mania, which I swear to God is a stand up club. I will not be doing any improv. <laughs> and uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club. That's right. Saturday and Sunday, the seventeenth and eighteenth of July. What else do you have? Like, I'm trying to pry this out of you. Plug yourself, motherfucker. Oh, sure. No. Uh, so this this Sunday, depending on when it comes out, the 20th, uh, I'm going to be in Seattle. Uh, as you mentioned, the 27th, I'll be opening for you at uh, Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, I have the Arizona deal uh, coming up in August. I'm doing. I'm going to be in Washington D.C. Got seven shows at the Comedy Loft, and then I'll be uh, at Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma. And then I have a, uh, I don't know where the where the venue is, but it's in Lakewood, uh, on July thirty first, and uh, somewhere in Vancouver, Washington, on some other date, which will is be on my website, toddroycexxl.com. Did the Vancouver Washington gig is that a COVID reschedule? No, uh, it's actually it's for the same guy. It's for the same producer. It's Kevin Hossum, but it's a different venue. Gotcha. Okay, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk some comedy because you've had an eventful couple weeks, uh, and I'm gonna bring something up, and we'll see if you want to talk about it. But I think for the first time ever, I saw one Todd Royce stand up for himself in comedy. <laughs> That's true. It might have been the f- the first time that uh, that I grew some balls in comedy. Yeah. Because normally, I mean, when you're new at something, or at least at least when I'm, you know, fairly new at something, uh, it, you don't really necessarily have someone there holding your hand, telling you the way things are supposed to go. And yeah. uh, I, someone treated me like crap, and uh, I decided to return the favor. Yeah. So one of the things, if you're if you're coming to this because you know of Todd, um. He is going to skip a lot of comedy steps in his comedy career. You, I'm, I guess I'm talking to you. You're going to skip yeah. some comedy steps in your career, right? Like I've, I had like a time in my life where I was like, I'm never turning down a show. I'm doing every show I'm asked. I'm going to do the show because everything is a new experience. Every time bombing, doing well, rowdy crowd, quiet crowd, uh, super liberal, super conservative, black crowd. All these things. Just throw yourself into as many situations as you can. Um, Money kind of being like almost a secondary concern, uh, which I think is was also true of uh, 
the show that you canceled on because I was thinking about the math today. And after you pay for gas, you were maybe making like $2 an hour for your drive, you know? Right. And real quick, I will say, because that was a that was a pretty late booking. I got it like a week before the show and I had just gotten a bonus at work with uh, which was two hundred dollars in gift cards. So I figured, hey, I got my gas covered. (laughs) So uh, technically I would have made money, but only because I had that other money from work. (laughs) Right. Because you're bad at accounting. You would have made money. Uh, (laughs) So so this dude who I've worked for before, by the way, and not to say I wouldn't even work for him again, potentially. I don't think you should. And actually, no, I probably wouldn't. wouldn't. Well, you Yeah, wouldn't. I'm not going to, for sure. Um, I don't think he'll have you back either, by the way. I don't No, Yeah, I don't think that's, that's not necessarily just my choice, but. Yeah. Um, I would say this booker, so he's a fairly obscure booker in this area. There's like a couple well-known kind of like uh, hour level of comedy bookers. This isn't one of them. If you're wondering, if you're if you're reporting us to the comedy police, it's not one of them. It's a guy that lives in New York. <laughs> he is he like uh, notoriously doesn't pay very. I just by the way, I just got a message from a venue that might be interested in doing comedy, which is very exciting. I'll talk to you about it. Oh, that's awesome! After the podcast, now I, I thought you were going to say you just got an email from him. No, God, no! I so I did a show <laughs> with him. Uh, I did a show with him that I'm going to be vague about, but we could talk about it. I mean, the deal is it pays. It was, I was going down with the headliner. Uh, it pays two twenty five combined for feature and headliner, which is basically like for that kind of gig, you're taking like 50 bucks off of the normal feature pay for that type of like drive to it gig, uh, right. one nighter and probably, 75 off of a headliner depending on how it gets distributed right so he's the cheapest booker that i've worked with that does like a a true like fee i mean there's literally like local shitty dive bars that don't bring people in from out of town that pay better than him right um he's got people when i did it you had to like travel with a pa so not only were you making shit money but you had to bring your own pa so you should feel or you might have been talking into the whoever the headliner was, PA. Um, he's so I did the show. Uh, I show up and he's got an MC there who's a guy that I know, but I don't like from the area, the vague area where the show is. <laughs> All right. Actually, I'll I'll message it to you and see if you, you probably don't even know who this person is. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, my, my mouse is working. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who it is later. Oh, wait, I got I don't, Kevin I don't, Engelston? I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think you'll know who the person is, but okay. if you do, it's probably good that you don't react. Um, <laughs> it's me and me and past podcast guest and a friend of mine, Josh Firestein, who will also be in Arizona with us. Yeah. Uh, recent addition made me think I got booked, really kicked my ass into gear to accept the gig because I was starting <laughs> to feel jealous that I thought I was getting bumped from uh, those gigs. He and I are going down there. Uh, the guy goes, hey, I'm emceeing. How much time do you want me to do? I normally do like 30, which is too much for an MC. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Josh is like, how about 10? And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll do 10. 
And then he goes up and he's like doing all right for like the first 12. You might, you might recall, I said do 10. Yeah. Uh, first 12, he's doing all right. And then he goes, I'm going to do some new material. Like announces that to the crowd, which I think is a rookie move, by the way. Yeah, um, for sure. You got to be really fucking feeling it to announce that to the crowd. Like they better really be loving you and you're not doing it out of the MC spot. Okay. Right. Uh, then he does 10 minutes of fucking straight bombing on new material, turns the room, like went from, you know, warming him up to shutting him back down. And then at 22 minutes, he's like, Hey, uh, Casey, are you timing me? I was like, no. Jesus, Christ. you didn't ask me to time you. Like you didn't ask me for a light. You're a fucking, you know, supposed professional comedian. I'm, I'm, uh, and we, we have talked about this a little bit, but like, I keep my own time on stage. I know exactly how much time I've been on stage. I don't need some fucking, uh, asshole to, to time me. I'm right. not going to do 20. He ended up doing 26 minutes. When he was supposed did, to do 10. He was supposed to do 10. I was supposed to do 30. I think I probably cut it short because I didn't want to fucking, nah, I think I probably still did 30. And then, uh, I'm selling merch. God, I fucking, my blood is boiling just thinking about this right now. <laughs> I'm selling merch. Uh, Josh doesn't have merch. So I actually had two people come while he was on stage, came and bought shirts. And then I had three people right after the show, like rush in and buy shirts. Right. And then this but, dude is like, go ahead. Can I just say how, I mean, in my experience, it's very rare for people to buy merch from a comic they haven't seen yet. <laughs> Let alone while the host is on stage at that time. No, 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 no. While Josh is on stage. Oh, while Josh is on stage. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that I understand. Leaving Josh on stage. <laughs> you're you're gonna get yourself in trouble shitting on comics one day. We've already talked I, about this. I, it's a joke. He knows that. <laughs> yeah, he knows it. But now all these people are unfollowing Josh. The millions of listeners of this podcast are like, "Well, Todd Royce gave him the negative." <laughs> oh. Uh, well, for the record, I like Josh Firestein a lot. <laughs> so anyway, he. Uh, this guy, I sell five shirts, like, boom, immediately. And then he goes, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. I have merch. By the way, the most places, MC, not allowed to sell merch. Uh, but this is not a club. He comes in, and the first person that comes up to look at my merch, he goes, you could buy his merch. Or my merch is handmade, handprinted by me. And I will also get you free tickets to the next show. This guy's like in cahoots wow. with this booker. This guy's in cahoots with the booker. So he's negotiating this guy out of buying my shirt. Wow. So I will never, I mean, I would never work with this guy again because I didn't like him before that. But uh, I will, I'll tell you who it is. I will besmirch this man's name for the rest of his comedy career. So, uh, so then, yeah, I mean, I did that dude show. It's just like, it's a fucking waste of time. It's a break even, it's break even money. Josh and I basically broke even combined, even though we drove together, but, uh, we both had like cars that were needed oil changes or something. So we just rented a, he, he rented a car and then they ended up giving us a pickup truck. Uh, this was, this was several years ago. Right. You've, um, anyways, this guy's a bad booker is the point and you yeah. couldn't work with him. And you he, explain how he treated you badly because I love this. So, 
uh, it was a show in Salem that we were going to do on Friday night. And uh, he was going to pay $75. And he also offered to give, give me a hotel room um, to share with the uh, headliner who was coming up from Denver, Colorado for this. And uh, so he gave us a call time of 6.30 p.m. Show starts at 8. Now, mm-hmm. first off, I thought that was weird, but I was like, at the same time, like, you know, maybe he's just worried about traffic situations. He's like, get here an hour and a half early. That way, if you're late, you're still early. Uh, and then I tested the theory on accident because I left I left work a couple of hours early. I was uh, driving down. Uh, the way that I had it figured out, I'd be there an hour before call time. Um, but traffic wasn't agreeing with me and I was stuck and all of a sudden it came up on Google Maps that it was going to be about 6.45, about 15 minutes late for being an hour and a half early to do this show. So, so I send the guy in 15 minutes early for the show. Right, exactly. So I send this guy the message that I'm just like, hey man, just let you know, traffic's a bitch and I'm going to be about 15 minutes late. And he writes back a message where he goes... Uh, he goes, Todd, aware of the time you were supposed to be here for over a week. Uh, the headliner is already in town. Don't ever let the headliner get to a show before you. Uh, Sunday, which is still an 8 o'clock show, I'm setting your call time for 3.30 p.m. so that I know that you're going to be there on time. And I almost hit somebody on the side of the road because I was so pissed off just at that. And luckily there was a there was a rest stop coming up. And so I pulled off to the side for a second and I sat there and I messaged a few different comics. Uh, You included you weren't you weren't there right at the time, but a couple of different comics. And I'm like, look, I understand I'm kind of new at this. I don't know this guy. I've never heard of this guy. Um, And this is what was said. And people were like, fuck him. Like, unless you desperately need the stage time or the money, fuck him. And I was like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because, I, you know, again, I, I put this, I put a lot of stuff in the same mentality as I did with pro wrestling. And if a wrestling promoter, you know, years into my time in wrestling, if a wrestling promoter had talked to me like that, I would have told him to fuck right off. And, yeah. But I just wasn't sure, you know, is this, a, is this guy who, you know, this could hurt me down the line? Because I didn't know anything about him. <laughs> uh and so then I just I got back on the on I five and I sent him a message as I was on I five and I said you know thank you for the opportunity I wish it had worked out but I'm not going to allow anyone to talk down to me like that uh, so I'm just going to go home and I will yes. say one of the one of the cool things that came out of that is that I heard from no less than two different comedians that they were quote proud of me for that. Uh, and as as a as a young boy who grew up without a father, it was very nice to hear that from a couple of gentlemen, yourself included. Did you grow up without a father? I did. Yeah. Wait, who's that guy that keeps wearing your shirts on TikTok? Oh, that's my that's my stepdad. But uh, oh, okay, he's been he's been around since I was like sixteen. Like it's it's a long story, oh, okay. but him and my mom got married uh, like in two thousand three or whatever. But um, but he's been around since I was a teenager. He helped me with my first car, uh, talked to me about my first girlfriend, all that sort of stuff. So it was kind of cool. You see, the thing about love, uh, Casey, is that sometimes you meet someone a little bit later in life, and uh, sometimes they're around for a while, and you don't even realize. 
uh, that you, there is that attraction, there is that love. And I think that's what it, uh, my mom and, and uh, the man that I now call my father experienced. I thought you were going to say that you guys were in love. The way that started was pretty <laughs> well, rough. Was you know, it, wait, so he's a, was just a, you know, I don't know the story. So he was like around for a long time. Yeah. He was a family friend for uh, quite a while. When my mom was uh, with oh, someone else and he was with someone else and then I they see. dumped them. Okay. I see. I don't, I feel like we're trudging into uh territory. That's maybe too serious for this podcast. Uh, your real dad is he, or your, sorry, your biological dad. Is he dead? He is dead. Yeah. He, uh, okay. yeah, well, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That came out different. Than I, meant, I mean, it feels like that's what you meant. No, no what he, I meant was, uh, fuck that guy or something along those lines. Yeah, no, but I like congratulations. He got what he deserved. That's what I meant to say. He, well, I mean, he was not a, a good dude in the slightest. I never met him, never knew him. They didn't even find him until I was 15. One of the cool things is uh, I have uh, actual documents where uh, they came after him for child support right after I was born. And they had documented where he said that he had me, like his mom had me, and my mom w- had actually fled to Iran. So they have this in an actual document saying that my mom had fled to Iran. And then when they went to go check that, they come back to him. He's gone. They didn't find him until I was 15. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's a whole other story, but definitely nothing that he's an idiot. So, yeah, I I would say for sure, like, uh, I was proud of you. It's it's one of those rare opportunities you get to, like, actually tell someone to fuck off, not just to think you should have for decades. You know, like right. an interaction, an interaction that you're going to fucking regret forever. Cause I have those, I have shit where I've like taken shit from people that I shouldn't have. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think it's like, I mean, first off, no booker should first off the three thirty thing is such a fucking slap in the face. I didn't actually read that right. part that closely. I thought that it was like, must be like a five thirty show or a five o'clock show. The fact right. that he wanted you there five and a half hours early to make $75, you know, an yeah. hour from your house is that because the second show was an hour from your house, basically maybe yeah. a little longer than an hour, but that is longer, so yeah. insulting. And it's, it's, uh, that's the shit that this is the like type of stuff that we, um, and I, I don't want to like, uh, irresponsibly equate this with so there's like a lot of exploitation of people in entertainment right the we've learned a lot about specifically the exploitation of women in the last couple of years but this is the way that people can be right. exploitative or exploitative to everybody is that he knows you want stage time he doesn't know how little you specifically need stage time because he's probably used to dealing with you know people who are willing to feature for $75 which is not and you know, four hours away from home, which is not the best crop of comedians. Typically, uh, you know, it's me four years ago or something like that. Right. And I think that the, um, right. it's, we got to fucking like, it's, I, it's, it also feels good. Like a win for comedians when you stand up to him, when more people stand up to shit like that, because that's like very obvious mystery. First off, that's a fucking courtesy. You gave him a courtesy. You don't have to send him a thing that says nobody's going to report that you weren't 90 minutes early for a show. 
It's I assume it what's what was it like a a brewery winery or something like that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that like the winery yeah. other shows that yep. the shows the other shows they do there not people aren't showing up fucking 90 minutes early. Uh the the um Oh god damn it, I lost my train of thought. And you're like you're lagged so it's going to be really it's going to look really bad when uh you're just like not reacting right now on screen. I can't wait to uh, <laughs> kill myself when I try to edit this. You're <laughs> you're you're frozen right now. Oh, there you go. Now you're you're moving. I think your internet sucks, Todd. <laughs> see, you're not even laughing at the funny thing I just said. Hold on. Let's see. I'm pulling up my own speed test. This one's probably on for sure. Oh yeah, my internet's blasting right now. So you, you got problems, dog. Yeah, you're completely frozen. Your face. I'm gonna screenshot this just for the sake of. Uh... Not surprisingly. I don't even know what you're. Can you hear me at all at this point? I can hear you. Um, no. Can you hear me? Oh fuck. Oh, you can't. Okay. Yeah, but it's just I can like hear you. Yeah, different. I I haven't had a problem with your audio. It's just it, you're you're freezing up. Yeah, my yeah. internet is like it. Go to this is what I want you to do, Todd. I'm gonna I'm gonna expose your poverty right now. Go to okay. Google and type in speed test. Wow, my poverty. Jugular. Then it'll say run test. I want you to run test okay. and tell me your upload and download speed. This is exciting pod, by the way. Uh, so it says uh, megabits per second is 3.7. That's up or down? Here, here, uh, oh, it's testing you. upload. What is the download speed? Uh-huh. This is horrific. Okay, there we go. Download is three point one. Download is three point one five. Upload is one point three five. Jesus, Todd, you have you have like uh, Comcast charity internet right now. No, the, oh, dude! I uh, we have we pay like four hundred dollars a month for this shit, it, so that we have the highest no. speed internet. I just think that there's something in, in our apartment. No, there's no way you pay four hundred dollars a month for that internet. Not the internet by itself, no. But dude, you're getting fucked because I pay. I should I should hook you up with my. Uh, Oh, because you probably have a deal with your apartment building. This is exciting podcasting, but I don't know that there's a better way. You might have to just like drop out and come back in to to fix it because it's like it's not. It's like the delay is just so big. Okay, so just completely drop out and go come back in. Yeah. Okay. All right, so here we are. This is uh, uh, my temporary podcast space. The area, this if you're here, uh, if you're watching, the area behind this computer is where I normally podcast. I'm trying to revamp that area to be a little more useful for multi-person podcasts now that, now that we're uh, 
able to podcast in person again. So uh, I just want you, if you're watching on video, there's two things behind me that are meaningful to me. One is this signed Tuesdays with Stories poster, another a Presidents of the United States of America record. And now Todd's back. Ooh, this seems better. What is with that uh, Tuesdays with Stories poster? What is that? What's the story there? So I am a patron. Well, first off, it's my favorite podcast ever. Uh, Joe List, my it's a great favorite podcast. comic. Mark, Mark Norman's way up there. Uh, I've been a patron since they've had a Patreon. Um, it's possible that we might need you to shut off your video for audio purposes because it's freezing again, and I'm worried that the uh, is your your wife doesn't happen to be uploading a video right now, does she? Shut off my what? Your video. Like stop cam is the button at the bottom. Because, yeah, this is, it's like dragging us down. She's asleep. Can you? That's what I'm saying. I think. Stop cam? Sure. Yeah. Hold on a sec. All right. I guess I'm going to fill space until Todd is back because his his internet is uh he's on 56k uh his 56k modem is crapping out right now um if you're listening todd you gotta at least connect your microphone because it's taking you off the screen uh so as i was saying and i'm not going to explain this to todd if he comes back uh tuesdays with stories is that's a signed poster from if not their first live show it was a limited edition meaning they didn't sell them all at the show uh merch thing that i bought for 20 bucks because i'm their patron Ooh, here we go todd's back todd is back here he is todd's back todd, okay hear me. this might be i can hear you hear can me. you hear me i can hear you i'm curious to see how much lag time there is can you still see my video or should i shut off my video do you think no i can see your video and i need you to keep it on because i'm almost there <laughs> So the Tuesdays with Stories thing, it was a live show they did. It was like a special. Basically, they didn't sell as many signed posters at the show as they thought they would. Right. And so they put them uh, they put them for sale to patrons. And so I bought I bought one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so Mark had drew like a Star of David on his head and Joe just signed it. <laughs> And then there's a presidents of the United States of America. They've put their like most popular album on vinyl, like in the pandemic. They were going to do it anyway, and uh, they did like a Kickstarter, and it shipped in the pandemic. So nice. Um, that's like one of my favorite bands. That album was like a big deal when I was growing up. A big deal to me. So, did you ever listen to them? You're 85 years old. I am uh, 86 in a week. Um, no, I, I, not really. But Presidents of the United States, they did at least one song that I'm aware of. I mean, I know they did a lot more than that. You have a vinyl record, but uh, what was uh, what was their big song? I think probably their biggest hit was Lump. Uh, she's Lump. She's Lump. She's Lump. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Okay. They had uh, Peaches. Um. How does Kitty. that one go? Can you just sing some of these speeches. for me? Yeah, I'm just doing karaoke. My voice, by the way, is... I, I thought getting my tonsils taken out would solve these voice issues, and my voice is, like, failing this week. 
<laughs> is it from after the show on Sunday? Um, I mean, it's like, I think I was already a little raspy over the weekend. Was it from when you were uh, crying because of your ankle? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the ankle. Let's talk about the ankle. I don't know if this podcast is going to be listenable with all this <laughs> stuff, but but if anyone made it this far, you get you get a the lamest story, which is uh, I was in Leavenworth, Washington. I just fucked up my mic stand. Hold on. Did you know? But I am in a, I'm in a different space podcasting because I'm there's something's going to happen in the space behind this computer at some point. Oh yeah. Something might happen. Maybe that'll take care um, of any uh, any computer issues that I have. True, true, good point. Uh, so anyway, um, it was my birthday on June 11th. I turned 35. And we decided, my wife and I, that we were going to go to Leavenworth in advance of this Wenatchee comedy show. And our plan was... To drink in Leavenworth the night before, then go to Wenatchee, do the show, try to find anything that was open that night in Leavenworth, go home, call it good. So we did drink uh, sat Friday night. Is that the night? Is it the right night? Yeah, I took Friday off. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I we did drink Friday night. Had fun, by the way. Icicle Brewing, shout out. They had a, some great West Coast IPAs. Which is a distinction of IPA that it's almost a style that's like dead. I really loved it. Uh, had some decent German beer. I kind of think Leavenworth sucks, and I'm I want to talk about that after this. Really? Okay. <clears throat> I go the second day. We tr my wife wanted to buy a couple like souvenirs. We bought a T-shirt at a beer place that we went to, and then we were gonna go buy a. Uh, no, we didn't even buy it yet. We bought we bought a T-shirt at uh, this like funky Leavenworth store. Then we went to this brewery. We went to the day before to get a a pint glass. That's the thing that we collect: our pint glasses from breweries. And I go to take the one step into the area where the brewery is, and then there's like a staircase after that. But on that one step, I caught my heel, and my entire body weight landed on top of my left ankle and it popped it's an experience i've already done this type of sprain i've done in basically this exact scenario uh not sober last time i've done this exact thing before my whole leg goes numb uh the like the pop is alarming when you hear right. that and feel it yeah I fall to the ground. I'm like a real Todd Royce in there flopping on the ground. Sure. Um, I've seen you fall. Uh, I meant to say, by the way, that I have seen you when I was doing that because I did a, a like written that day bit about it on stage and it didn't go well. But I was going to say that uh, I've seen you fall also. I didn't see it in person. I saw it on the Richter scale. Um, <laughs> but I have seen you fall in person. You have seen me fall in per like twice. Yeah, almost three times. Almost anyway, three times in the exact same moment. I know. It was fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, so my ankle pops, and I'm like, oh, no. First off, first thing I thought is that it's broken. Though I've had, like, a pretty severe sprain before. Uh, it's I convinced myself that it's not broken. 
my wife and I walk. This is the power of uh, how women be shopping. Is we still went to two more places to get <laughs> shit, like to get souvenirs and shit. And I'm like testing it, you know, like hoping that it'll stop hurting. Like, you know, that, like, you just hope that the initial shock is what you're mostly responding to. And yeah, that's what I'm walking off. Yes, exactly. And it wasn't. Um, in fact, I started to feel like bones that I don't, or I started to feel stuff in my foot where you don't normally feel anything. Uh, so I was like, oh no, is there a broken bones? I will say I'm not completely certain that it's not broken now, but I don't think it's broken in any way that I could. Have you, have you ever broken a bone, Todd? I haven't broken a bone. I, uh, this is a long story, but I sprained my foot so bad that I had two different doctors, including one orthopedic surgeon, tell me when they looked at it that uh, it was definitely broken and they had to actually look at the x-rays and, and tests and stuff to make sure that it wasn't was it because your feet are already <laughs> very swollen from your salt intake <laughs> you'd think so no this is actually back when i was a lot younger and a lot healthier um i was uh, doing a wrestling move and i dropped a 280 pound guy on my knee uh, and my foot was in like I was kind of like on the tiptoe of my foot, and both oh, of sure. us crumbled onto my uh, onto my foot. So the last time I did this, I was like 22, and I was I went to a movie. This this was a pastime of ours. Is I would we would go to a movie, we would bring in like a flask or a like a pint of whiskey each, my buddy and I. Right. Right. Or order a Coke at the movie, make it a rum and Coke. Absolutely. Or and Coke, whatever in the in the in the movie theater. So I got like pretty fucking toasty in this movie. And then what happens to me is I have a ADHD and an overactive bladder. And so <laughs> I'm watching a movie and I can't really handle two hours of sitting in a movie without like I gotta get up and pee. Even if I don't have to pee, I gotta get up and pee. And no, sorry. Are you like that? Like on long road trips too? Like, do you have to stop and piss or do you, can you just man no, up and, and go the whole, there's something about road trips. Well, normally I'm driving, which helps. Sure. So my attention is a little more held by the road and whatever, you know, podcast or whatever that's playing. Um, but I'm not great at just doing nothing for a long amount of time. Sure. See, because I've never understood that anytime I've gone to a movie theater and I've seen, you know, people popping up and going to the bathroom and I'm like, it's a two, it's a 90 minute movie. You could have taken a piss mm -hmm. before you, you come in here and then go. But you, so for you, it's more about you're just tired of just sitting there for. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of both, right? There's a little bit of like, I, I'm a frequent pisser. I would put the, the amount of volume I piss in a day up against anybody I, I i feel like my body doesn't even take in water it just goes in one out the other like uh but also yes there's like an attention deficit thing going on so anyways i don't want to miss much of this movie but i need to go do my p slash uh decompression in the right. you know away from this movie the movie's so good that you're like i gotta get the fuck away from here for a few minutes yeah so I, I'm running down the theater stairs, and you know how movie theater stairs are like a step and a half? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to... Like, the, 
it still just boggles my mind that you're like you're so into this movie that you have to run out of there so that you can ignore the movie for a few minutes well i don't do you get this too because you you drink and i feel like if i was sober and the movie was fantastic i probably would have been fine but yeah okay give me one beer and my add is like fucking this is why i don't drink on stage or drink before i go up this is like why i basically like i won't combine alcohol and sports like watching sports because i love sports i want to enjoy and pay attention to sports and when i start drinking like i'm talking shit i'm having fun i'm you know i'm like not focused i'm not going to be focused on like a cerebral task Right. No, that makes sense. The the addition of alcohol that also uh, compounds the need to take a piss too. I understand that for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little more. So sense. I'm I'm running down these stairs, and again, full weight. This time, probably from a, a higher drop, I land. I catch my heel, the back of my heel on a stair, full weight on my ankle. Feel the pop. Leg goes numb. I go to the bathroom. I sat in the stall for 10 minutes, just like hoping that my leg wasn't broken because, and uh, we, I think we've talked about this. So I know you and I are in reruns a little bit, but I have broken bones before and I've gone into shock before and I know what it feels like. And I just was like, am I going to, is this happening? Because is it like, am I drunk? Is it adrenaline? Is it, is it uh shock? Is it, you know, what is the deal? So I sat in the bathroom stall. I didn't have to, I didn't even uh half the shit i just sat in the stall hoping my leg wasn't broken which a good sign that my leg wasn't broken is that i was able to walk to the goddamn stall (laughs) right uh so anyway that night i was like i know this is gonna hurt in the morning but i'm having so much fun today uh plan or i have so much fun planned i gotta drink until this doesn't hurt anymore right and i and i did it and I like played pool. I was walking from bar to bar, never went and got a brace or anything like that. And since, I mean, like months later, my ankle was still very weak from that. I did, um, I played in an adult baseball league, like real hardball overhand pitching baseball. And, um, I remember the first day of tryouts, my ankle was still so weak that I was pitching in the bullpen for the tryout. And my first pitch, I like my left leg just collapsed because oh, of damn. how weak my ankle was. Oh, man. Uh, so this time I didn't want to make that same mistake. So I, we went shopping to a couple places, but they were all on the way up to the street. And the idea was get to the street. My wife can go back to the hotel, get the car. And that's like a fucking pathetic beached whale on the side of the street. I'm like, <sighs> I'm just surrounded by like shopping. How much, listen, how much more of an American tourist can you look like surrounded by shopping bags laying on the grass in front of an Italian restaurant in a German themed fucking town? (laughs) With your wife driving to get the car because you can't walk back to the hotel. Injury, but, um, you're describing a typical weekend for me. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was tough, and then uh, we t- we went back. My wife, uh, a champion, by the way, she goes. My wife is like, <laughs> you know, sometimes she's not perfect under pressure, but this time, uh, she offered to go get the car, which was nice. Uh, I was trying to find Ubers and shit, and there's just like nothing. Yeah, in Leavenworth, which is crazy because 
people are drinking in Leavenworth. Yeah, but, how would you not? Why would you not drive Uber in that area? It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Um, yeah, you would just be like back and forth these like one mile trips for you could make fucking tons of money. Um, so she gets a car, she comes picks me up, and she had already filled the bag with ice, which was good because. The other thing about those injuries is like the sooner you can get ice on them, the better. Uh, right. Then we go searching the entire fucking city of Leavenworth for an ankle brace. I went to Safeway. They were like, oh, no, you got to go to Dan's Groceries. We go to Dan's <laughs> Groceries. Right. They're like, Dan's Groceries. We go to Dan's and they're like, oh, you got to go to Safeway. They have that there. And we're like, okay, well, I guess there's no ankle brace in the entire city of fucking. <laughs> Uh, whatever Leavenworth. Uh, I got like I bought every ace bandage and athletic tape that they had to try everything I could. Ace bandage got me to um, got me to Wenatchee, and then I have a brace that's pretty effective, and I've been able to like, I've been. I mean, I, that night I didn't end up even. Use, I asked Crystal to put a stool on stage because yeah. I didn't think I was going to be able to stand for very long at all, and I never even used the stool. Um. Yeah, that was fucking dumb, man. I, well, you know what I, I loved too. You, you mentioned your wife, and she was a real champion and stuff like that. But I love how at the show, uh, Mrs. McLean. It was my first time meeting her. Uh, mm-hmm. the, immediately, one of her one of her criticisms was, you know, you were there the day before. You should have known where the steps were, which is such a wife response. It's pretty much exactly what my wife would have said too. Because it's like it wasn't a matter of me not understanding that there was a step there. Like, right. you know, you can navigate things and still trip or fall or whatever. Yeah. Like I have a, like I have a 3d, like I have a blueprint of the building and my steps are perfectly calibrated. <laughs> right. to, yeah. I missed by a half an inch and that was enough to like <laughs> send me. Yeah. Uh, also embarrassing. Like I fall and just like wallet flies one way. Cell phone flies another <laughs> way. Just like a fucking cartoon. It was, so embarrassing and it's also just like it's embarrassing and i'm and i this maybe isn't like the wokest thing to talk about but you're like as a dude you just want to feel masculine you want to feel like uh a provider you'd like to feel like a protector and then when you're just laying on the ground uh writhing and your belongings have been strewn around the room because you're stupid fat ass can't handle walking down a step down one step it's just not a good feeling as a husband right you know yeah and i mean probably not a great feeling for your wife either correct if we're honest yeah so uh this is i was thinking about this today i believe my 20th birthday i attended it's crazy these are all five i think uh uh five birthdays like uh whatever factors of five birthdays my 20th birthday was my friend like my childhood best friend's sister died and it was the day of her funeral oh man uh my 25th birthday I went out with my mom and my wife and my mother-in-law. And while we were out celebrating my birthday, my wife got her first teaching job. And so it quickly became not about my birthday at all. It was all about her getting her first teaching job. 
this is such a Casey McClain thing. Okay, so on my 20th birthday, my friend's sister fucking dies. So <laughs> my, it all 30th, my 30th birthday, <laughs> and I know this was my 30th, my wife had planned, she had gotten like a bunch of people uh, like organized, and we were going to do like a Tacoma pub crawl. Mm-hmm. And I wake up at like 7 a.m. and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. And I laid in bed for 45 minutes trying to convince myself that I didn't need to throw up. Uh, and then I threw up. And then I laid in bed for like another 25 minutes trying to convince myself that it was just like food, you know, one off, uh, ate something weird. And then I threw up again. And then I threw up, I mean, dozens more times. At one point I was throwing up. This is, by the way, all the while I'm like, hey, can you delay the pub crawl? Like I still <laughs> wanted to do it. And then the, right. the the nail in the coffin when I finally decided that it was we weren't doing the pub crawl is I was throwing up so hard that I shit my pants, my <laughs> shit my underwear. And so I rang in my 30s is having to cancel a pub crawl with my favorite people in the entire world and shitting my pants because I threw up so hard from having the flu. <laughs> well, and then 35, I nearly break my ankle uh, in Leavenworth. See, when you when you screw up your 40th birthday, at least the last two will, will sound a little less selfish. Than, and then my wife gets a fucking job. Really ruins it for me. Yeah, that one's that one's certainly I get how there's like a silver lining to it, which is that now we have two incomes. I get that. <laughs> right. No silver ending and no silver ending to your uh your friend uh, sister dying. Yeah, true. We're not friends anymore though. That's good. <laughs> that is uh, good. Unrelated. It wasn't cuz he ruined my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> Yeah, then I like the the show was good. You guys went to Leavenworth though, and my favorite thing about you going to Leavenworth is that you went to Leavenworth and then you found a dive bar that I believe exists not as an official franchise, but in spirit in every fucking city in the country. You got a <laughs> rum and coke, a classic <laughs> German treat, rum and coke. At, well, what what should I, what should I have drank, Casey? I I hate I hate beer for except for like the you know Coors Rainier Budweiser type German beer is uh you may not know this but uh the Coors brand is named after a guy named Adolf Coors uh there's some in your relation to Hitler (laughs) (laughs) there's uh there's some German there's some German beer that's in that in that lighter range um I think you would have been fine with beer. I also think it's hilarious, though. That place doesn't even have German food. Well, I had you literally listen, just stopped into day drink at a dive bar. It's like gonna, going to it's like going to fucking China and having McDonald's is what you did. Okay, so I am, first of all, I've been on a big McDonald's kick lately. But first of all, I what do you get at McDonald's? Um, I like to get the McGriddle, but with no meat, and then uh, put hash brown on it. Jesus, yeah, it's not it's not great uh, health wise, you know. 
Especially yeah. when I get to the second one. Uh, but anyway, the point is that like the fish that I got there was the best. It's the best halibut I've ever had in my life. That's probably cod. That's why. No, it was halibut. So that place <laughs> we we uh, did some because we were trying to find like a late night uh, a late night place to get food because every almost everything there closes at like nine o'clock or earlier. Right. And that was one of our places that we had in mind. And then we were like, it's too much. Like we can't go there. You can't go to Leavenworth and go there. Uh, <laughs> and then the first, I wake up almost, to, I probably came out of my, uh, my swollen ankle stupor to Todd Royce's drinking it like the duck and fuck or whatever it was called. <laughs> it was uh, the duck and fuck is we were like, we got to go there. And then, and then but, the thing that sucks about Leavenworth. Okay, you go say what you're gonna say, and then I'm gonna tell you what sucks about Leavenworth. Okay, uh, so real quick, I'm gonna say. First of all, you're making it out like we went to the fucking Denny's. We didn't do that. It was still a place that you know it was different, it was unique. There. But also, what German food? Neither of us like. I'll eat fish occasionally, but other than that, we don't eat meat. And literally, the only German food I'm aware of is brats and st- stuff like that. Listen, it's not surprising to me that a guy that walks to a, or that goes to his first stop in a German themed town and gets a rum and coke doesn't know German food besides brats, okay? You're not surprising me right now. They make like amazing potato pancakes. There's, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, uh I can go for some potato you can't pancakes. get a fucking, you can't walk 10 feet without finding a soft pretzel in that town. There's, uh, you're, yeah, you're fucking dumb, dude. But um, yeah, how dumb, wait, wait, wait! How dumb is this? How dumb is this? I got a bubble gum ice cream cone right after that. Yeah, the traditional German ice cream flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it was a waffle okay. cone, though. That sounds German. Uh, let's talk about why. I want to tell you why I think Leavenworth is stupid, though. Is okay. you know when you go to New York and you go to Little Italy, you go there and you're like, I know that this is full of tourist traps. I'm aware of that somebody show me the real shit, you know, like show me the real, I want, like I went to an Italian, we, we have a, a place in little Italy in uh, New York that we go to. That's like not a, one of these stupid places. That's got like a fucking accordion player in the front and a, <laughs> right. and a guy with, a, we got like, it's not like a fake. This guy's like the guy that place that we go, the guy has like fucking horrible tattoos. The chef is the owner he comes out, he's like mean to all the customers until he sees like a little boy. And then he gives that kid bread and a kiss on the cheek. Like <laughs> it's, it's fucking the real shit, right? Right. And you go to Leavenworth and you're like, where could there even possibly be real shit? It looks like a movie set of Germany. It doesn't yeah. look like it's everything has like this stupid facade. I'm fucking standing next to a gazebo that's just blasting polka music all day feet away from a fucking Starbucks that's in Bavarian <laughs> themed and I'm I gotta listen to a drive through at Starbucks and German polka music at the same time. <laughs> oh, so uh, do you know I we were trying to figure this out. Do you think that it's a, a like Sydney city orbits or whatever that every business has to have like that German writing on it? Of course or is it just something everyone's so it, it's like by law because like even like a uh, corporation like even like Safeway uh, it has that yeah. writing on it. Yeah, Napa had a uh, had yep. it. Um, the Napa sign is the funniest to me. Yeah, Starbucks is 
It's like that. Yeah. That I mean, I know that they can. Cities can. Cities can regulate signage on anything. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's uh, embarrassing that you and your wife even uh, wondered. No, um, she told me she she told me, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure, Casey. And what I found is that if you're not one hundred percent sure of something, you need to bring it up in conversation. That's what yeah. podcasting is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a conversation. It's not supposed to be humiliate me for my lack of knowledge on on city ordinances in Leavenworth, Washington. So the first place we went to eat is the place <laughs> called the Munchin House. And you show up, and it's truly like our friend recommended it to us. And you show up, and it is truly like the same thing. It reminds me so much of the tourist trap Italian restaurants in Little Italy, where they're like trying to give you this like manufactured Italian experience, where uh, some guy that's actually Cuban is trying to do an Italian accent. And the food is just spaghetti and meatballs out of a jar, and they're <laughs> pumping people in and out. It's like Bubba Gump shrimp, dude. It's like, right. and we go in, and it's like, man, I fucking hate this about restaurants. I hate any restaurant where I have to pick my toppings or I have to pick the ingredients that they use. I hate that shit because it's I'm coming to a fucking German themed restaurant. I don't want to have to pick from nine different mustards and 17 different relishes and and uh, three different kinds of sauerkraut. You tell me what goes good on this fucking bratwurst, asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. And I, But I, I will say for my wife, my wife is one of these people who goes to, and I suspect for different reasons your, your wife might be similar because of the vegan thing. My wife will go to a restaurant, order a, a dish, change three of five core components of the dish right and then she'll go yeah, i don't really like that place but yeah. i don't really like my thing and it's like that's your fault at that right point. you made that that's you made fault. that meal yeah yeah it's like you you built a sandwich that you you didn't like i'm very much like this is my thing i will occasionally have them take the tomatoes off that's like as as picky as i get yeah yeah, I, I agree with you. I definitely take the veggies off, too. That's a fruit, you fat fuck. Um, <laughs> but we did we did a show in Wenatchee at uh, Badger Mountain Brewing. That was fun. It's, I've, it's the first time I've ever seen you do 30. It's the... Um, I mean, when have I seen you do a long set besides that? That might be the only long set I've ever seen you do. Probably, yeah. Because you've... I mean... Usually, I mean, really, you've only seen me at, at uh, a few mics, right? Yeah, I say open mics because I'm not 11 years old, but yes. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I do. I Yeah, I think that's true. So that's good because you've been telling me you have 30 for, uh, you know, the whole pandemic. And I don't know if I believe you, but um, it's closer than I thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. I, I was, I will say, like, I was, that is like a big, where you're like, oh, fuck uh does this guy suck because i i like you as a person but i hope you don't suck at comedy and <laughs> and also i have to pretend to, i don't want to have to pretend to laugh in front of your wife that was a lot of pressure also <laughs> tell me about it and uh oh uh, yeah you were you were good i thought there were like riffs that were funny there was some stuff that we talked about like you changed a line in a joke and it, we got to watch it bomb together that yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was my, that was, it was my <clears throat> to be clear, it was my idea for you to change the line, and uh, it didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was there was another one that uh, I've been doing pretty much since I started, and but I hadn't done the full thing since you know quarantine and uh i screwed up one sentence in it so bad that i could feel pure death and then but it was kind of cool because then i was able to kind of riff something else to add to it and it uh it actually worked and i think that it uh works well for the joke oh so you get to keep the line yeah 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 see this is the i always hear people i hear a lot of people talk about writing on stage and i can if if that's what is writing on stage. If that's what writing on stage is, I can accept that. Otherwise, that just feels like laziness to me. Exactly. I agree. Um, so your wife and I met for the first time. I Do you say your wife's I don't say my wife's name on podcasts, but can I guess your wife's name from memory and hope that I'm right? Sure. Rachel? You son of a bitch. You got it. You nailed oh, it. Fucking thank God. <laughs> I'm so bad at these. I did a podcast today with these three guys and I forgot they introduced themselves twice in the podcast and I <laughs> forgot it by the end. Uh, I literally, at one point I was like, Hey, what is that guy? How many kids does that guy have? <laughs> right. Uh, the, you know, Mariner's that guy. How many kids does that guy have? Uh, really nice guys. I didn't, it's not even like I disliked him. I will say, they forgot to hit record for the first hour, so we'll see what comes out of it. I don't. I kind of hope they just don't put it out. But, um, anyway, did did uh, man, the vegan thing is tough. Vegan, being vegan or vegetarian really fucks up. Because I I've realized this. This is the other thing about uh, what I was getting at with Leavenworth is. I I kind of agree with you that like German food isn't super exciting. Right. And I, I do agree with you that most of the exciting things are sausages. And I understand yeah. you can't eat a sausage. What I realized is I didn't know exactly how food-based my wife and my, like, vacation destinations are. And, I mean, I'd have gone to Portland over Leavenworth any fucking day. Um, <laughs> was that your first time in Leavenworth? First time since I was a kid. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, and I mean, part part of the reason is, like, there's a couple breweries in town, but they're not, like, incredible breweries. Uh, they're not, like, destination breweries, I should say. Um, We're not big hikers. I don't know if you could tell by how I fucking lost my <laughs> structural integrity in my ankle uh, walking down a fucking one stair. But... Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a little bit of cool stuff like that to do, and we did a little bit of that. Uh, however, there's, like, you know, give me a better cup of coffee. Give me there, we, we did find a good coffee place. Our hotel was, like, overpriced, and literally the moment we walked in, uh, I think, oh, somebody's yelling outside my house. That's interesting. I wonder if, uh, like, there's, like, cheers going on. Um <laughs> Maybe they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, probably. The uh, we show up and my wife pees, and I pee. She uses as much toilet paper as you need to pee as a woman. 
<laughs> she flushes. Toilet rises. Now this this next part's kind of on her. She flushes again. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it's a mistake. So yeah. the toilet is overflowing, and there's no plunger. And so I call the front desk. I'm like, "Hey, the toilet's clogged. And do you have a plunger? Is there like a plunger in the room somewhere?" And he's like, "No, nah, I have one down here. I'll come up when I have time." He was already kind of a prick at the front desk, right? And I was like, "Okay." And then I call back up. I'm like, "Hey, the toilet's overflowing. So I don't know if you want to wait or what." And he's like, "Oh, can you turn on the water or turn off the water?" And I was like, "Okay." So we throw <laughs> all the towels in the room. We're, we've been in the room for like. Truly, no exaggeration, less than 10 minutes. I've right, already right. thrown all the towels onto the bathroom floor. I fucking, uh, I turn off the water. Then I'm just like waiting for this dickhead. So finally, I just walk downstairs. Present At that time, I could really fucking jog down the stairs because my <laughs> ankle wasn't destroyed. I get down there. He's not at the desk. I co- He comes down. I was like, hey, room 208, is everything okay? And he's like, oh, I gave the plunger to your wife. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is this place that you don't go in and fucking plunge the toilet? You leave it up to me to plunge the fucking toilet? I actually forgot. I'm, I'm going to write a review. I'm not a, I hate writing reviews, but overpriced hotel for what it was, uh, which is like, that's kind of the thing there, right? It's like you're paying for this like ambiance that's kind of like fake. It is, well, it is. It's definitely manufactured and I, I Personally, I definitely prefer Leavenworth around Christmas time, or we did Oktoberfest one year. Stuff like that where there's other things to do, and then the, the town itself is just kind of a backdrop. Real quick, by the way, you just mentioned, was room 208? Was that the real room number that you were in? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was our room number at our hotel also. Whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> I'm saying, man, it's fucking crazy. It's cute. Wow, we are meant to do <laughs> this podcast together poorly. In a um, hotel room in Leavenworth. Oh, in Leavenworth? I thought you meant in Wenatchee. <laughs> it was in Wenatchee, but I just was, I didn't think we needed to get that specific for the one person that's still listening. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, the By the way, so then the I guess what we'll close it on is the we do the show i thought it went well i was like pretty pumped with yeah headlining set because it wasn't a it's not a perfect room right right uh i had like five minutes at least of like high success rate jokes on the bench like jokes that i would consider part of my act but i didn't uh i started to feel the crowd like it kind of felt like they were getting tired by the end right um which maybe contradicts me being so thrilled about my headlining set uh no i just i mean i think it was just a i don't know why i'm trying to make you feel better yeah people were getting up just leaving telling me that i was uh, the better comic so yeah then they bought all your merch Um, (laughs) oh shit that's right yeah (laughs) uh was that your first time selling merch at not a todd royce and friend show yes yeah and how did you do well, there was a there was a guy that uh, knew me from TikTok, and he bought my shirt. I was told by two. I was told by that one girl. Uh, she bought one of your shirts, and then she came over to me and she goes, "If you had like an animal on yours, I'd buy it too." And I was like, "Well, it's, it's my face. I don't know if that means anything to you." And it didn't. It didn't mean anything to her. Yeah. So you had this experience that I've had quite a few times working with Gabe, uh, which is, well, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the whole I'm not I'm not gonna give myself any credit for this. But sometimes I will work with Gabe Rutledge and he will crush so fucking hard that they forget I was on the show. <laughs> and it's yeah. like I'm I'm selling merch and they're like, We don't even what who are you who are why these is shirts the, for? Why is the dishwasher out here trying to pawn off shirts? Yeah, exactly. So getting shut out selling merch is one of the most humiliating things in comedy. You didn't get shut out, but selling one is also like, cause you go in with these high hopes. I only sold three. So it's not like, it's not like I like, you know, cleaned up and you did, uh, you did poorly, but then, so we do this, we do all this fucking, uh, merch sales. People are coming up telling us we were great. And then, you know, they're never going to remember us. I've, I've been trying to give out these stupid business cards and I always forget. Anyways, the owner of the club or owner of the brewery, uh, by the way, I had, <laughs> I had a beer there. Uh, this isn't going to be surprising now that we've met that guy like more or we spent a little more time with the guy it was called it was from a they called it the plandemic series <laughs> i didn't know what i was ordering like i just was like oh the the um you know the bartender mentioned this uh black ipa i'd like a one of those black ipas wait they called it a black guy pa no no it's a black ipa oh gotcha okay <laughs> it's uh it's a style that's like it was a popular like five years ago and they've gone away so i haven't had one in a while but i didn't know that i was ordering a propaganda beer a fucking <laughs> pandemic right. black ipa <laughs> and so um then we go back and drink whiskey with the guy <laughs> and there was it like is... a couple funny things first off the whiskey was like fine but i was also like it's not like it's a weird experience because they can't sell the whiskey, so they can only give it away. Right. And then the guy that is doing the distilling was like, I was like, oh, that's a, this is a big investment for something you can't sell. And he points to these like kegs of bad beer and he's like, oh, no, it's not that expensive because all that, that goes in there and it becomes vodka. And I know a little bit about what it takes to make vodka. Uh-huh. It's not spoiled and then distilled beer. <laughs> That's not how the Russians do it. It's not how the Russians do it. Uh, but the yeah, it's always it was actually like a great example to me of how I probably disagree with both those guys politically on almost. Oh everything. sure, yeah, you can tell by their overalls. Yeah. <laughs> And their stances on child labor, as it turns out. <laughs> we didn't see him all night until the end. <laughs> yeah, dude, that kid, they, that kid was in the back fucking yeah. washing dishes or doing hard labor. Yeah. Maybe he was riding a bike to keep the mic running. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, the the food at that place is fucking amazing. The, yeah, I thought really the guys good. were nice. Like, yep. uh, I like a, like, Red, red City... Or a red county with like enough liberals to not make it annoying. Oh, I'm right. yawning because I'm bored of this conversation. No, I get it. You've been doing most of it, so. Well, you fucking you. your internet <laughs> blows. I totally get what you're saying though, because they uh, 
Definitely. Uh, knowing what I know about Wenatchee and what their reputation is and everything like that, I definitely had a lot less fear about a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I figure around here is going to, I mean, Tacoma, not so much, but anywhere else here on the West side is going to be hit and miss. So you're, you're going to hit yeah. a lot of crowds that like it, but then you're also going to hit some crowds that uh, are going to try to find some reason to be upset about it. Or worse. Yeah. You're going to find specific audience members in some crowds that make a big problem. Right. Right. But I felt like I wasn't going to run into, I mean, and it's not like either of us are up there, you know, talking about the Jews or dropping end bombs, or whatever. Like we're, you know, it's I not that type joke. of, I did, I did have a joke that we'll see if, uh, I ever release it, but I said that, uh, Leavenworth is the authentic German experience. The bake, the bakeries, the breweries, not a Jew in sight. <laughs> That's right. That was and they were like, they like, like laughed. That was maybe my biggest laugh of the night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so road comedy though, this is like your second ever road gig, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, Oh no, that's yeah. not true. I think out in Portland, but wait, so you did Richland, Spokane. Yep. Richard. R- R- yes. Richland, Spokane. Uh, and now, yeah. So this was my third. That, did you stay overnight in Portland? Yes. Oh, then that counts. Okay. How many gigs have you stayed overnight for? Just the Portland, Spokane. But just, yeah, so there's four. Portland, Spokane, Richland, and Wenatchee. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I mean, this is like the more, there are a lot more of them are like this than those other ones. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Like, go ahead. Oh, I just think this is a good representation of what road comedy is most of the time. Was this weekend that we did, or this show that we did? It would be nice to. I mean, I guess do we have? We're doing the thing in Arizona, but that's going to be slightly different, also, because not only do we have a bunch of people that we know there, but you're there with like your best friend. Um, right. uh Josh and I are going to be trying to not spend time with you guys. So sure, sure. Uh, it's yeah, it'll be a little bit different, but. And then, yeah, you're going to be like, this is what I'm saying, dude, is you're skipping steps. You're going straight to like, you know, featuring on the road at whatever amount of time. How much, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, started at the end of 2017. So, okay. So you're like, three. like three and a half years, you know, give or take. I know that everyone's trying to figure out how to count the pandemic towards their time doing comedy. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, you're like, it's going good. I'm I, uh, not saying that you doubted it, but it's uh, don't work with fucking bookers that make you show up five and a half hours before uh, before showtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, definite, definite lesson learned um, with that guy. Who was the other person that said they were proud of you? Uh, Andrew Rivers. Nice. He had had a, a run with the guy too, uh, not my story to tell, but based on the MC thing and based on the uh, having to bring the PA and all that sort of stuff. Wow. So that, wait, did the MC do long? He didn't say anything about that. Basically, it was just a matter of when he showed up, like the conversation that he had had with the producer uh, went, you know, it was basically just show up and tell jokes. And then when he did show up, he found out he was supposed to be like working the door and setting up the mics and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, I had, you know, it was just, he showed me some messages between the two where he's like, 
I mean, had I known that, <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, this guy's a real piece of work. Real piece of work. All right. Todd Royce, uh, XXL everywhere. Yep. We're going to boost that TikTok following if it's the last thing we do, you know. Um, <laughs> I got to get some followers off that. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Uh, good job this weekend. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you. I'm going to. How do I. I want to stop this without. <laughs>